Hello and welcome to Toya Talks. My name is Toya Washington. <laughs> Sorry. You know, I need to behave myself for the recording of this podcast, but you know what? I'm coming with that energy because I, I love recording this podcast. I don't know why I didn't do it sooner. I was actually um, contemplating getting an introduction, like doing an introduction, getting someone to record an introduction. So every time an episode occurs, you hear the intro, but then I thought, you know what? Life and the world of work does not give you any introductions and school education doesn't prepare you with no introduction about the world of work. So you see this podcast, you're not getting an introduction. You just hear, hi, hello, hi, 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 hi. And then you'll know it's me. So I was thinking about what brought me to this point of um, Toy Talks, like how was it birthed? And this is why like, I forever love my Snapchat followers, my Snapchat OGs, because they kind of gave birth to Toy Talks and decided that I would be the mother, if that makes sense. I know it sounds a bit odd. So it led me to recall kind of the motivation or even like the first Toy Talks as I recall it. And I remember working in this particular organization. Now, this type of, this organization is considered public sector. Um, but it's really, really like high vis, very well known organization, but working in, um, their procurement department as a contracts manager, cause that is my said career. And I'd been there for a few months and I knew that it just wasn't the right organization for me. You know, sometimes you can go and work somewhere. It's just the energy and you just know. In any case, I love what I do. And I definitely feel like when you love what you do, like you become really passionate about it. So I was working with this organization and it was maybe two months in. And I remember having a conversation with a colleague and I just said, you know what? I definitely feel like I should be getting more money. I definitely believe like I'd taken this contract from zero to flipping hero. <laughs> and I remember I'm the type of person anyway, like I don't just sit still. I, I'm definitely a type of person that I'm very vocal, but I know how to be vocal in the office. And my colleague was like, most definitely Toy, you're, you're clearly senior. And they recognize this, like you've transformed this contract. This is the type of contract everyone's talking about in terms of savings, in terms of just managing the contract and the deliverables, you know. So I remember having a conversation with my line manager at the time and you know she admittedly was like full of praise but more importantly it made her look good me turning this contract around made her look good and the reality is when you're working for an incompetent manager as this said manager was Catherine um it's they will grasp onto good talent like bad managers know how to hire good people because they need people to make them look good to make them look like they're actually doing a job yes this one and her cassava lips, her pasta lips. Eh, Toya, you've been doing fantastic. Yeah, but they want to heap the praise, but I need to see that in a material form, like a pay rise, um, a, 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 what do you call it, a, a promotion, something. I know I've been there for two months, but I needed to also understand, like, what was the plan for me? Because that's something that was never made clear. And I'm the type of person I need to know what the plan is that motivates me you know i love achieving and i love delivering and if you know the type of employee that you have you should know how to get the best out of them anyway i remember having this conversation and she basically told me i need to crawl 
before I run. And I said to her, I'm not running anywhere. I'm, I'm literally telling you that, you know, I need to know what the plan is for me. And I definitely felt like shouted down and demoralized because effectively what she was saying to me is, I know you're senior, but I need you to fill this position here. And I'm not looking at any type of progression for you. Here is where you're going to be for now. I continued to deliver and I think I quickly lost motivation because I didn't know what the plan was. In fact, there was no plan. It wasn't like I didn't know because there was no plan for me. Um, and at the time I was doing my level four SIPs, so the Chartered Institute of Procurement and Supply. So I was doing my level four. And I, I think this is like the second to the last exam. And I got my results and I remember one day I was in the office and I logged on to their portal and I got a distinction and I'm not even joking, like I almost flew out the chair, I was so excited, especially because it was one of those um, um, exams that, you know, you just assume that you've just done your worst and it's actually your best. And I remember, and I don't know what possessed me, but I believe that it was the uh, calling of God. <laughs> I went over to my manager who was sitting at the back and I was like, oh my God, Catherine, I've just got my exam results for my SIP. And she's like, oh, how did you do? And I was like, oh my God, I've got a distinction. And this was her reaction. Oh, a distinction. I was like, yeah, I've got a distinction. She was like, okay, well, I definitely know there's a definite push um, from the board of examiners um, at the Chartered Institute of Procurement and Supply to really make sure that they you know people pass and in that moment i looked at this woman and i thought what a bitch what a calculated pasta lipped nasal hair fucked up teeth bitch wow and this is how teachers wipe out the ambitions of their students you know with this type of madness talk. So what you're basically saying to me is my distinction didn't come from the fact that I worked hard, burnt the candle at both ends, revised, did all the coursework, homework, did everything that I was supposed to do. And now I've taken the exam, I've got a distinction. Rather than you say, congratulations, Toya, it's like you're trying to reaffirm to me that, well, you may have got a distinction, but I'm the captain of this ship, bitch. Slave trade was abolished a very long time ago, though. But clearly, you still want us to be there. We cannot be there. You are there by yourself, stupid. And I remember looking at her. I paused and I said, even if there is a push to try and get students to pass, it's us same students that still have to put in the work and actually take the exam and have a fighting chance of actually passing. So my, my result is not average. I got a distinction and I worked hard for it. I just turned my, my body and I walked to my desk. And on my way to my desk, I made the decision. I was like, I can't be here. You can't dumb down and walk on all over my dreams and my hopes and ambitions. That's not going to happen. Because you know you have those type of managers that need you to be successful and be great, but not greater than them. They want, don't want you highlighting their shortcomings. So they will say certain things that are meant to be a put down. And the further down they put you, the less likely you are to leave. 
and the less likely you are to leave the more likely you are to stay and continue to make them look good while you suppress your own success not me not no no it's not it's not possible I then decided that I needed to get a more senior contract manager role in a different organisation and I would ride this role out until I, I found a new role and that's exactly what I did. There was um, something I always say to my friends, you know when you've decided that you're going to leave an organisation, sometimes it's therapeutic to do a resignation letter. My resignation le letter was three and a half pages, are you taking a piss? But by the time I was ready to leave because I found a new job, I condensed it to two lines because in my mind, I've already decided I'm going to go. And the winner is always going to be me because you're still here, honey. And my ambition is more than this place. So I remember, as clear as it was yesterday, sending her an email and um, putting a meeting in her calendar. And you, you know these Oyobo people, when you want to put meetings and they get scared because I, sometimes I feel like they've got a guilty conscience, like you're, you've rumbled them or something. I don't know. Anyway, I remember going into the meeting room and started off by saying to her that I was really grateful for the opportunity to work in this organisation and that not only had I learnt a bit more about the industry, I'd learnt a lot more about myself as a contract manager and I had gotten to a point where I realised that my ambitions were more than here and I told her that I will be tendering my resignation and out of respect I wanted to have the conversation first before sending her an email. Do you know what fell out of her mouth? wow she's like well Toya I definitely think that this is a bit harsh and a bit brash I definitely think we should explore it and talk about it more I said there's nothing to explore here because I've been exploring new positions from the point in which you told me that I need to be crawling instead of running in my head I'm thinking my name isn't Dora the Explorer success is contingent on you telling me what I'm walking towards and I realize that if I want to be successful in my career I've got to take it by the neck I've got to do it myself because I can't rely on managers to make me successful what will make me successful is the hard work and being ambitious enough to go and get what I believe I deserve so she said um so is there anything I can do to convince you to stay I said but stay in what position and she was like you know we can look to you know possibly you know giving you like a more senior title so I said to her but are you trying to say to me that if it wasn't for the fact that I've been offered a job and I'm resigning, you wouldn't be offering me this. So I definitely feel like this is kind of like your last hope and that should always be the first choice. So I'm so sorry that I'm resigning. And um, I had to work my notice. Luckily I had holidays. So I took some of the holiday in lieu of my notice and definitely the atmosphere changed in the office because some of these people see the job like as their father's company. But I definitely thought it was the right decision for me. And of course it was, because what happened was I went on to more senior role, more money. And I'm not saying that these other roles were without their problems. But something that I always say, especially on my Snapchat, is stop relying on your success story to be signed off by your manager. When you're investing in your success, sometimes it is often than not it's financial. And I definitely believe in upskilling. I always tell people it's so important to upskill. But you can't rely on your manager. That You see that learning budget? It doesn't mean that she has to spend it on you, firstly. But secondly of all, if you allow your success to be in the hands of your manager, that means your downfall is also in the hands of the manager as well. And I will always be the first to say that I know it's not easy. 
But being the subject matter expert in what you do, investing in yourself, higher education, even if it's not education, it's just courses. I've had to pay for a lot of courses on my own because I recognise that nothing is owed to you in the world of work, especially as a black woman. They don't, they already don't like to see us there. So when we're in those roles, they're not at liberty to help you grow. Your growth has to come from your own ambition and sometimes recognising and knowing and understanding that just because you're sitting down with your manager, kiki, haha, you two think you're the best of friends. Believe me you, when it's time to do a head, uh, um, uh, cut people, they're looking to make you redundant, you know, no one's position is safe and it doesn't matter if you're permanent, it doesn't matter if you're a contractor, no one's job is permanent. But what is permanent, or, um, what is consistent or what needs to be consistent is your growth. So I always challenge myself, like, what courses am I doing? Do you think it was easy after university? I finished, I finished my undergrad in 2006. I finished my law school and my master's in 2010. So the last time I, had, I was in a learning institution was 2010. And then end of 2017, 2018, I'm there doing my, um, um, my SIPs. It was so difficult to kind of get into that mindset of studying but when you know that the end goal is to make give you the edge because the way i look at it is every year after i graduated is a new bunch of graduates yeah every year after i graduate is a new bunch of graduates so my thing is what is it that i need to do to invest in myself to have the edge what's going to make you look at my cv and look at my experience and my education and think right we've got to have her um and that was my motivation so I'm, you know, I'm from humble beginnings. Like I, I grew up in, in Tottenham and Tottenham was the hood, not the, the lottery funded Tottenham that you see now. Like I grew up in the hood. Do you understand what I'm saying? So I know what I've had to do to fight, to break those stereotypes for you to tell me that I should be crawling instead of walking or whatever it is. The reality is that you should be encouraging and nurturing growth. You can't sit in my face when I'm asking you, what is the plan for me? Telling me you don't know or you you will look at it in a few months you from the point in which you hire me you should know what the plan is for me and even if it's not written down you should have an idea because what i was looking for is to be inspired to stay but the reality is some of these employees don't realize that staying is a choice it's not an obligation uh, I, I was very focused on not allowing an institution to pay for my education because I never wanted to feel like I had to stay there. Like, you know, you sign these learning agreements. If they pay for your course, you have to give them two years service after you've finished or whatever. I never wanted any of that. And I'm not going to say it wasn't, it was easy because it wasn't. Um, it was difficult, but I definitely knew that in order for me to compete with the best of them, I had to want the best for myself. So my growth and my success can never be in the hands of a manager that probably hasn't even sat common sats. I haven't even gone to GCSE, common sats. That white privilege has privileged them to their position. So they don't understand what struggle is. So for her, what she's telling me to crawl or whatever is because she's always just excelled through a privilege, do you understand? So anybody that hasn't had her privilege, i.e. not white, how dare you be ambitious enough to think that you can get to where I am? What the hell? So I definitely feel that the onus is on you to want more for yourself. And this pity party of, oh, my manager's not promoted me, da, da, da. Sometimes you have to promote yourself. Sometimes you need to go and look for those opportunities and those roles that will allow you to grow. Because growth doesn't happen by standing still. You need to water 
that plant how do you water it upskilling learning and the growth comes then by aspiring to i want to be this i want to be a head of a department okay so what do i need to do to make that happen and when i'm aspiring i'm doing all these things I'm not telling my manager of my plans. She knows the plans when it's ready to be executed. If you see the look on her face when I told her I was um, handing in my notice, she was so shell-shocked because she never assumed or never believed that I would go ahead and look for another role. But if there was a lesson that I know she learned because she told me she learned, was the importance of investing in your staff. Because if you don't, just know there's going to be those staff members willing to invest in themselves. But I definitely feel with, especially with black women, when we come out of education and we're in this world of work, we seem to think that the the, the world of work is fair. And I'm talking from the perspective of, this is not just the corporate world, by the way. I'm talking about the working world in general, because I have worked for corporate organisations, but I don't have a corporate background. Like, I've worked for public sector, third sector, charities. I've worked for all of them places. And I've worked in the corporate world. And there's no difference. You know what the disparity is? Is the way they dress and the money they earn. But the bullshit is still the goddamn same. There is no such thing as security in job. There is security in self. If you know that you have the edge, i.e. you have more experience and you've got that education behind you, that is going to be the difference between whether they cut you or not. Do you understand? You know what, Toya brings this unique skill set that actually, even though there's six people doing the same job, Toya is more senior because of da 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 And I always knew in my mind that I definitely needed to bring more to the table. God, it was hard, those sleepless nights, the big spots and bumps, tiredness, the bags underneath my eyes looked like as the carrier bags, but I was still going to do that course every Monday night. I finish work at six, course starts at, um, finish work at five, course starts at six, finish at 10. And then every week, and then you had homework, then you had um, Saturday where you had to come in for your revision classes, and then you had, ah, 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 this thing not be play, not be play at all. Not everybody can be a YouTuber. Not everybody can be an influencer on an Instagram girl. I used to think that a nine to five was a bad thing. It's only a bad thing if it's just a nine to five, but a nine to five with ambitions, hopes and dreams and aspirations, that's more than a nine to five. That's a whole career. Whew, sorry about that. Sorry about that. Actually, I'm not. Um, but I definitely want to encourage people to aspire for more. Like if you are an, a senior admin, if you're an admin person, Aim to be the senior admin person. Listen, there are some people that don't have ambition. It's not necessarily a bad thing. But then it, it becomes a bad thing when you don't have an ambition, but you expect to be the top. How are you going to be the top? Why don't you aspire to be the senior administrator? Why don't you apply senior receptionist? Why, why can't it be that aspiration? And it comes from you devising a plan to get there. You need to give these people no choice but not to recognize. They need to recognize you from the door. Do you understand? All these organisations I've worked for, they never knew, they saw potential, but they never knew the potential until I got there. I then become a subject matter expert because some of these managers, they just find their their way in the job, but they don't know how to do the job at all. I know the job more and better. I make sure they rely on me. If I'm off sick, nothing moves without Toya. I made it so in various roles. 
Then when I'm coming to have conversation about promotion and salary increases, you're listening to me because you know that if you if you don't meet me with some compromise, I can step out and you know you'll be screwed. And it's happened before, time and time without number. But one of the things that I pride myself on is all the places I've worked for, if I was to call them up and say I want a job, they would have me back in this flash. And it's because they knew my value. They may not have known my value when I started, but sure damn at the end they knew. And I definitely believe that it's important that you take responsibility for your career. Take responsibility for your career. Because what they don't teach you in school is how to take responsibility for your career. And the way to do that is to utilise some of the things in in the workplace, like your one-to-ones, like your end-of-year reviews, like your, your plans and your targets, in order to get what you want. I'm not loyal to any employer because no employer will ever be loyal to me. I am an employment number. But while I'm an employment number, we're going to make it make sense. Woo! I took y'all to church. <laughs> and you know what the mad thing is now? Catherine's not even the director of that um, team anymore. They've shipped her out. Yeah, she was a crap manager. That one couldn't manage a straight line. What kind of nonsense? No, white, white privilege is mad. It's mad because they genuinely believe that they have the right to be there. And that's cool. But me too. I have a right to be somewhere. The message of this podcast. Take charge of your own career and stop relying on your managers. They don't owe you anything. You owe yourself something. And I know it's hard. I'm not sitting here saying it's easy. It's not. But as soon as you take the power from your manager and start upskilling start getting yourself and positioning yourself in certain things until you start doing that you're going to remain in that same place and i didn't get to where i am in my career by standing still i got to where i am in my career by knowing number one my worth knowing my ability upskilling and making sure that i'm competing with the best of them Woo! we're gonna leave it there but i want to thank you um for joining me and my toya talks podcast can we can we just like can we repeat that thank you for joining me on my toy talks podcast (laughs) anyway guys i'm wishing you an amazing day i'm hoping you're receiving what i'm saying i hope you're enjoying the podcast so far i want to thank you for tuning in until next time my name has been toya washington and this has been the toy talks podcast